1: Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this
2: adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours. And we are talking this week about last week. That's what <laughs> We're talking about last week. We're talking about last weekend specifically. And the boot camp that we had. And, it, uh, man, it was an amazing, amazing time. Jim, uh, you've been to many, 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 many of these in your short lifetime. Um, this, uh, to me, was one of the top ones that we had. I don't know how you felt about it.
1: It For me, it was a very interesting one. It was very different. And, and for me, that means it's a great one because I like different. But there were a lot of things that went on that, and mine was sort of a roller coaster emotionally, uh, and one of the emotions, I guess, I'm leading into a clip here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there's a, a clip we've used always, every boot camp, <laughs> yeah. from the movie The Kid, and this is where Russ and Rusty, the same person, uh, get together after Dad has caused a major father wound, the little one, and uh, Rusty. And this clip has always emoted, uh, usually tears, but at least Mm -hmm. getting choked up for me. And during the boot camp, uh, Sam said it always had for him as well, Mm -hmm. but we're gonna watch the movie and then we can talk about it we may listen to it maybe listen to it, to it. Yeah, we'll listen to it. <laughs> yeah. i'm still at boot camp yeah. watching it and i will see everything that goes on and somebody yeah. has to be funny here so here you go he ahead
2: yeah you in your mind jim you're watching it well, we close your eyes you can follow along it, what's happening here is uh, little rusty has uh russell duritz has hit his 40th birthday and he's kind of got this pattern and this plan for his life, and and as God often disrupts, he disrupts this time by sending eight-year-old Rusty himself as a little kid back into his life, and then they journey back in time to try to figure out how they got so broken. And then this scene comes in with the dad. There's a little bit, bit, bit ah, little bit in here. Sound like Porky Pig myself there. Badoop, uh, badoop, badoop. <laughs> a little bit in here that he talks about losing a screw. He's earlier in the show he's lost a screw with his. That his dad needed, and he thinks that's why his dad's mad. But we'll go ahead and pick it up and listen to it.
1: Mom, daddy. Gloria,
2: what are you doing? You got out of your mind? Stop crying!
3: Here's the screw, Dad! Look, here it
1: is! Here it is, I found it!
0: Stop Please. crying! Daddy,
1: look at the screw, here it is! Stop crying! Wait. Stop! You gotta grow up. Now,
2: do you understand?
1: Grow up. Grow up! birthday. Did I do
2: it? No. No, you didn't do
1: it. It's not your fault.
2: Dad was just saying those things because he's scared. Because he knows that he has to raise you alone. He doesn't know how to do it.
0: But you never cried. That's uh, my
1: eighth birthday. And it is important to know this is his eighth birthday, and he's losing his mom before the next one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was trying to force Sam to go first, but I'll go ahead and jump in. Please do. This <laughs> Sam said that he had always been moved by this scene, and then discovered a wound in that but in this if i've got a wound i'm not aware of it yet but there may be and god may show it but i've always felt so much compassion for everybody in this scene little rusty russell the adult and dad because he and and the fact that russell understands what his father was going through now 32 years later but he's also able to let himself know at eight years old that it's not his fault it's okay you know this is it's part of life but you didn't do anything wrong and that's a big theme in these two
2: it is you know and and one of the things if you watch the movie Older Russell does not have a good relationship with his dad. He's very distant and very cold to him. So they're both getting healing at this exact same time. Older Russell just has the age and experience to articulate it to the younger one. Right? And it's really pretty cool, you know, and I wonder, you know, what that relationship with the dad looks like, you know, later on when they get back and there's healing on Russell's side now. You know, we don't get that in the movie, but it is such a great movie um i it didn't take it wasn't a long stretch for me to know why it always choked me up because i was that dad uh, especially with my youngest son um he was very strong-willed i'm very strong-willed uh didn't work well together you know and and when i would see that clip it would remind me that i had wounded him you know and, and until god came in and did some healing in his life we had some open conversations not in god's life my son's life um <laughs> We had some open conversations about, you know, how he felt growing up and how I felt and what was, else was going on in life, because there was a lot going on that he didn't know about, you know, that, you know, and I could ask for his forgiveness, and we could really just talk through that. And then God speaking into my heart at the boot camp before this one, just uh, basically telling me some things that let me let it go, knowing that that's no longer who I am and I haven't been for a long time. But the enemy wants to say, remember when you did this. Remember when you were like this. And he wants you to hold on to that, right? And God's saying, no, no, that's not been true for a long time here. So let's, let's get perspective and let's move forward. And that was the first time at camp I could actually watch that clip, not feel condemnation and break down and, and feel like I was going to start bawling. You know, and that's just all because of God's healing, and the healing especially is done in my son's life. You know, we have a, the closest relationship we've ever had over these last few years.
1: And I have a similar I, – I felt like I was – crummy dad i didn't take the time that my father took with me Mm -hmm. and i also was harsh with my boys frequently and my first boot camp or two i'd go to them multiple times oh no they remembered things being fine and i wasn't as bad as i thought but that was the enemy working on me as Mm -hmm. well so it's and yeah, there were a lot of things that I regretted, but the unconditional love that my father made clear to me, when I don't see it in other relationships with fathers, it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's kinda why this, I think I will always get teary over that scene.
2: Well, you, you see the, the damage the enemy's doing, and the dad's scared. Right, he doesn't know what he's going to do. He's losing his wife. He doesn't know how to take care of an eight-year-old kid. You know, all those emotions are coming out at this kid he loves. Right? I mean, it's just you just see the enemy all in the midst of it, and everybody gets wounded in the process. You know, it's a shotgun blast. It's not a, a, a rifle blast. You know, everybody's going to get hit with some shrapnel. You know, it's not really shrapnel. It's a buckshot, I guess. But still, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah.
3: And it was it was this particular clip that was part of this boot camp. They got to me in a kind of a different way. It was when we went into Dakota Silence after this talk, God showed me my six-year-old self. Mm -hmm. And that kind of led into some of the stuff I've already talked about. But, you know, that identity of, you know, I came from a world where I was an only child and king of my own castle at six. And God gave me the name Appraiser he said you see value in people and you take that at face value that they will see the value in you and when they didn't and so that was that clip i could just see it just i can see my first grade picture that i have always despised to see as plain as a day and i kind of like the kid now so
1: yeah and that was oh sorry no good well that was one of the big things about this that i saw is that We can see exactly the same clip and get such diverse things Mm -hmm. from it, and you added another dimension, and it's probably true for everybody that was there that saw this. God gave them something special to them out of the same experience.
2: Yeah, and I didn't really have anything of value to say. It wasn't a big deal. (laughs) I was just gonna uh, just gonna say that he probably gave you, a, you you missed part of the name as good appraiser. I work in the housing industry. There's some really bad appraisers out there. So. I've done some bad appraising in my <laughs> oh, okay. life too. So okay, appraiser works fine. Who am I to second guess God? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna go ahead and move to my clip before I stick my foot in my mouth some more. Uh, but before I do that, Andy, you wanted to make a point. About something, you know, these clips aren't really the most uplifting clips we've ever played, right? And uh, so it makes boot camp kind of sound like Debbie Downer. Yeah, you know, it's a Robbie's bit.
0: fault. He's the laugh trap guy, and he's not here, so nobody stood up and was a pinch hitter for him. So we did. You know, boot camp is can be a very serious thing. I mean, we're talking about going after men's hearts. We talk about you've heard us talking about the wounds. There's there's things in it, but it also talks about the the um. A merry heart does, does like medicine to us. Mm-hmm. And there was a merry heart the entire time we were there. So we don't have to have a clip to prove that. Mm-hmm. Um, any of the guys that were there would tell you there was a lot of laughter a lot of joy. A lot of inter- um You're wanting the mic? Will you hold on, please? <laughs> no, I'll finish up real, real quick here, Jim. But it really was a good time. Of just a lot of and particularly our team, I think it's important that we stay connected and joyful, and then that rubs off on the other guys, but they brought it themselves they they all had great spirits about them and it made it made ministry uh just work, and then you know you know that they went back with a light heart into whatever mm-hmm. situation they had yeah Jim,
1: boy, I'm glad you were quick. <laughs> <laughs> I never am, but this is one of the things I have seen in my life is the closer i get to god the more i laugh and the more i cry
2: yeah no i would agree with that yeah i think the other things about camp that we don't talk often enough is the activities mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of bonding you know we andy you had the uh andy airsoft experience yeah right okay. which is more fun than it sounds
0: yeah <laughs> i actually got to play this time too so uh that that was good but you know it th- that goes into that whole fun we're having this was a really good group. We had a lot of fun. Uh, just some ideas on what we've run into in the past, though, that I thought was really funny is we, we gave some liberty and freedom to guys. We're running around in the woods, and it was like, if you find something, you can use that as a shield to protect you. And these some guys, we had some young guys in the past, uh, and they were really creative. I remember there was an, um, an old mattress laid out in the woods. In, in the woods. And, you know, it, how much rain is actually in it. I mean, how heavy it is. And this guy's dragging along as his. And then some dude found an old dead Christmas tree, and he was using that as his shield. So, you know, it's some of the crazy stuff we do. It's it's just out there and just having a good time.
2: Most people just use Robbie as a shield. <laughs>
0: That's true. Okay. I mean,
3: he's he's out there. He's taking quite a few hits. I have his chair tonight,
2: and I also got him killed during airsoft, so... <laughs> Yeah. Probably so, why he's not. Thank here. you very much, actually. And, and to help explain the lighting technician expert, <laughs> it's literally a switch.
3: It's <laughs> well, sort of like he's dealing now with Now I got man. another wound to deal with. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just, <you know>. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but you
2: know, we've all done it. We've it, all taken it, our turn and we've all messed up. We didn't It is a switch.
3: Our... It's not even a a double throw switch. It is literally on and off. Yeah. And I missed it like or three times. Yeah. He, he only he, got called out from the stage one he time. He did. And one I time, but that was enough. You know. yeah. yeah.
0: And I, I finally graduated out of it, I guess, but I don't really like... But you how, were salty about I, it, I, Absolutely. <laughs> I was not... No, The supervisor didn't come over and tell me that there would be Somebody taking my shift and taking that role. And, you were you let, know, let go Andy. It was a need. It was a need to know. And every the basis. time, every time that Danny <laughs> failed,
2: I was over there cheering. You were cheering. <laughs> yeah. My, my favorite time that we did it for the, the first probably four or five boot camps, the most educated guy in the room was running it. Jim, do you remember Peter, <laughs> who who's an emergency room, uh, not emergency room, um, intensive care physician? Position. Physician. <laughs> we had him on the lights for I don't know how many boot camps. <laughs>
1: Did, did he mess up as much as Andy did? Not he as did, much you as you did. You did okay. Yeah, Danny.
2: Uh, <laughs> he messed up more than Danny, less than Andy. Is how we would go. You know, kind of in that order. That's why Andy had to do it for so many turns until he perfected it. At the end, he did get it perfected pretty well. Well, moving on to my clip. Uh, this is uh, actually a clip from the the beauty talk that I used, but it really applies. It's to a beautiful thing that happened at camp, and so I'm gonna go ahead and play it. But what you have here, it's from Bruce Almighty. Um, early in the movie, uh, Bruce's character, uh, Bruce is a character played by uh, um, Jim Carrey, thank you, You know, um, is dating a lady named Grace. They live together, and he, try, he gets the power of God for a short period of time and, and messes it up, messes up the relationship with her, chases after her for most of the movie. And then you get towards the end, and you have Bruce and Morgan Freeman who's, who's playing God, not Norman Mandela this time, but not Norman. <laughs> Norman Nelson Mandela? Nelson, nope. Nelson Mandela, yeah. Wow, I can't talk. Norman <laughs> or, or Norman Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> His lesser known brother, Norman <laughs> <laughs> Mandela. But yeah, uh, no, but he's, uh, they're having a conversation uh, in heaven, you know, and this is Bruce and uh, God.
1: What do you want me to do? I want you to pray, so go ahead. Use them. Um, Lord, feed the hungry and bring peace to all of mankind. How's that? Great. If you want to be Miss America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. What do you really care about? Grace. Grace. You want her back?
2: No. I want her to be happy.
1: No matter what that means. I want want her her to find someone. Treat her with all the love she deserved from me. I want her to meet someone who'll see her always as I do now. That's a prayer. Yeah. Yeah. It's good.
2: It's good. It's
1: good. <laughs> I'm going to get right on it.
2: It's good. Yeah, it is good. The, uh, the part of that, it was, you know, obviously his heart had changed, right? And he was doing something out of love for someone else, not expecting anything in return. Right, and that's the way we really should be doing things—is you know, out of love. And so, what happened at boot camp was—you know—part of boot camp is pretty scripted in the standpoint. There's certain talks we do every boot camp; they may change in order slightly, but certain talks you do at every boot camp. And then there's some other times that we flex with God, you know, and there may be an additional talk here, or a couple talks, or it may be a prayer time that we do. Maybe different things and this time we just felt like we were called to do a couple different things and one of them on Sunday morning was a question and answer session you know and so the first person to to talk you know that had a question said hey could you pray for our hearts they've been wounded you know God's kind of showed us these wounds and could you pray for us you know and the team said yeah we'll just do it right now and so we each kind of walked out and just prayed over one person just kind of listening to what whatever God had to say to him and and prayed over him and but okay, that was really cool. That's, that's awesome. You know, and came back and sat down. And then the next person that asked us said something, said, hey, uh, how, can, how can we pray for you? What do you guys need? And so, you know, we went through, and as a team, we were honestly probably the most open. I know definitely the most open we've ever been at any boot camp, just sharing where God's had us. You know, we've had lots of healing and lots of restoration, but there's always more. You know, and this is where we're at today. And uh, those guys, the campers, you know, the, the people, the attendees, you know, uh, came up and prayed over us. And it was just so amazing to have them speak from their heart what they're hearing from God over us. You know, that's never happened in a camp. I don't know that it'll happen again. But, you know, the guys, you know, some of you had to leave earlier, but wasn't that really amazing to have that happen and, really and how genuine they were in wanting to pray for us?
3: Yeah, really amazing I wasn't sure what was going to happen, but yeah, it was just so sweet to have somebody pray from their heart and, you know, over you, because one of the dangers of ministry and leadership is people look to you for answers, and you pose and say, thank you, got all the answers, and to open up to the people and go, hey, here's where we're at, is authenticity, I think, so. Yeah, we make it pretty obvious we need prayer. Yeah. We, yeah. 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 <laughs> you, can you had to see be clueless. On, from the
2: air or at, on the boot camp, yeah, you can see we need prayer. Yeah, we, we probably should have collected prayer for you
1: <laughs> <laughs> since you were gone. He, he was one of the ones that left. And it turned out that was seven on staff and seven campers left after it sorted out. So that, to me, spoke volumes about it being God. One of the things about this camp that was unique to me and very special is it's the first time I haven't well, let me start from the other end. it's the, the, it's probably the most spiritually mature group mm-hmm. we've ever had as campers. And it's the first time I didn't feel like I felt like I was just one of the entire group instead of you know staff campers being yeah. separated. And they treated us that way, and that made that even more special to me.
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot, you know, when you come back to where we had it at uh, Carolina Bible Camp, there's really a lot that brings intimacy there. You literally are eating there with the guys at the same tables, you know, we're sharing meals with them, and, and we're speaking in the same room that's curtained off, and it's curtained off in a way that it's a very intimate setting. You know, and, and at the place that we were before, has got its own attributes, but that's not one of them. You go eat in a totally different area. Sometimes you're completely separated from the, the guys because we're eating, trying to get stuff ready, you know, that type of thing. But here, there was just a whole lot of intimacy. And, and it was a very spiritually mature group. Not that the others in the past weren't, we were just able to see it very closely from a 19 year old uh, kid, that, a young man, that is very mature for his age know all the way up to I don't know who the oldest camper was and probably not your age Harold but yeah yeah yeah
1: I was trying to figure that out and I think it, it was someone in the high
2: 50s yeah I was thinking it was probably high 50s you know and so we had a, a big range there and I think you know just from different coming from different walks of life and backgrounds we had some definite diversity Right, but it all clicked in unity. It was really pretty cool, and this was a very relaxed camp. You know, we didn't really have any technical issues, thankfully. We really didn't have any uh, spiritual issues. The one that, you know, the enemy tried to get between Danny and I, you know, uh, God was able to intervene and uh, avoid that. You know, it really was just a very peaceful, restful camp in the midst of God doing some amazing work.
0: Yeah, I think we were all kind of concerned that we didn't have a l- larger group. I mean, we've typically had larger groups than this, but I think the previous one wasn't that big of a difference. But, you know, I think you, that's just another thing of where you just have to trust God. We want to impact the whole world if we can, you know. But we also know the way God did it, he picked his 12. Jesus picked his 12 and, and went with those guys, and we just have to trust God knows what he's doing when he's putting those things you know together and I think that's what he's probably trying to show us in this is that there was a lot of fruit there were things that we had never seen before but we had never had a group that small in that dynamic
2: and the individuals
0: of course he knows who's coming mm-hmm. he knows he knows that what probably brought some some guys to come out a little bit more just uh, in talking and being open just because it was a smaller setting
2: yeah, and what was kind of funny was to see guys pair off with people that you probably wouldn't have talked to outside of camp, right? Because yep. you wouldn't have come in contact with them, yep. Right, or if you did, you would think there's so much difference, and then they realize that they're all sons of God, Yeah. yep. Right, and there's commonality. There, the most commonality yep. you need to have, and they had things to share. We did have a camper in their 60s, um, but every activity that God kind of laid on our heart. That the weather was only good one night to have the the bonfire that we wanted to have, and there was conversation, do we have it or don't have it, you know. People want to go down, it's a smaller group. We had it, and one of the guys, one of the campers spoke and and, and really completely impacted the camp, you know, just from sharing his yeah, testimony, yeah. you know, and, and we were able to pray over him, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, according to what he said the next day, he got some healing on some old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is really, really pretty cool, and it was funny to see, you know, the youngest guy in the camp to be the first one to jump up, and then the next yeah. guy coming up, and, you know they were all right there for one another, which yep. was really cool. Do you have anything to say, Danny? You're looking at me. I didn't know if you had something you wanted to say. You were talking. I was oh, be you're polite. being. Oh, uh, thank you. I I don't know what plight is. In or... the appraisal of that was yeah, the appraisal yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm still reeling over Norman Mandela. I don't know where I got that one. <laughs> Norman. <laughs> yeah, I, think we, I think it's I think his good friends called him. We're Norman. never really sure where you get a lot of things. <laughs> of. <laughs> I'm, I'm really pretty certain his good friends called him. Yeah, Norman. It's his half brother. Yeah third time you know twice removed and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah so coming up for this next boot camp what do you what do you think people need to know we've got about a minute here but what what do you think people need to know about, other than just trust guide and come you know? oh yeah because that that's where my mind went first you, you got to trust guide you got to be open you got to let things flow and let him talk through you because it's just amazing when you can let him lead yeah we could do a hundred shows on boot camp and never tell you what a boot camp really is we try the best but it's just god showing up in cool ways
1: the biggest thing is is you're going to have an encounter with god we don't matter
2: right. and if you want to do that go to masculinejourney.org it's november 18th through the 21st right ahead of thanksgiving go register now this is the truth network